following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And it is a Cowboys Wednesday as the Cowboys back on the practice field as we speak, getting set to take on the Los Angeles Chargers 325 Dallas time on Sunday. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola here inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. And Everson Walls at a remote location somewhere where the sun is shining on Everson's face. <laughs> Hello, Everson. Hello. <laughs> All right, Mickey. It's kind of a first normal week we've had, right? It was, Somewhat normal. It was right? it was normal until Everson had to leave town. And yeah. So now we're back to one third of us is uh, at a remote location, but at least we can see Everson. And I wasn't referring to us. I was referring to the Cowboys on a, a regular week. That practice, although they had the extra, what, three days after the That's game right. On so it's just Thursday. now to a regular week starting today through Sunday. And then next week's not a regular then week it's again because the home opener is a Monday night game against Philadelphia, so they get an extra day next week. And uh, it is great, though, to see the team out on the practice field. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, they just finished up. Uh, their practice today, and uh, it was a you know full practice. Um, you know they did team drills. They had the scout team going, and uh, and then we can go on with all the roster. What's the word? Machination. Machination. Machinations. <laughs> oh, nice. How about that, like huh? <sighs> Vocabulary's improving in old age. We just don't know what it means. Uh, yeah, but right. It sounded good. I've always been. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us? Hello. I don't think he hears us. We see ya. Uh, Everson cannot hear us, apparently. Oh, okay. Everson's going to fix uh, whatever is. Uh, Can you uh, hear me? I, I hear you, Everson. Uh, he can't hear us. All right. So, how about we figure out what's going on with this roster then? Yes. Nikki? Let's uh, take a look at it. So, we know. Do we start at right tackle? We start at right tackle. We know Lil Collins has been suspended uh, five games. Uh, from a little bit of digging I've done, it sounds like it's going to be five games. Uh, we talked about his agent uh, saying it was still in the uh, appeal process, but uh, it sounds like he doesn't have much of a chance for the appeal. And, and another thing that I think starting to get cleared up, if you listen to what Jerry said yesterday, um, it, it, it wasn't from so much missed tests as it was, and Jerry said it, sometimes it's cooperation with the process. And so it's sounding like it might be something like that. Because uh, not only do you have to test, but whatever counseling you're supposed to go through, uh, you have to show up for those too. And you get negative marks if you don't show up for those. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but Jerry's 
Jerry's point was there, there's uh, counseling that takes place also. So it's an entire process. So it looks like he probably is going to miss at least this game, if not five. Okay, so we've, we've sort of established that. Now, I chatted with Mike McCarthy on the taping of his coach's show uh, last evening, and you tell me if he said anything much different from this at his press conference today. He I'm going to say no. <laughs> he indicated that uh, Zach Martin is staying at guard yes. and that it is uh, Terrence Steele or Ty Inseki who would be starting at right tackle. And that's about what he said in his press conference today, even though Jerry Jones on Tuesday said when he was asked the question, it's going to be steel. You know, he didn't mince words. But, you know, I, I'm sure from McCarthy's standpoint, he doesn't want to give the Chargers a scouting report. Uh, and and uh, He wants to make sure they go through – they got to go through practice but if too. It's, but if it's those two guys, to me – uh, if you're not moving Zach out there, and we can talk about his reasons for maybe not doing that, uh, then I think it's steel. I, I, I think he's more versatile, more mobile, maybe not as strong, not as big. Uh, but I think I pointed this out yesterday. If, if it is steel over there, then the tight end better be in his hip pocket. And, and, and I'm not saying you've got to have two tight ends on the field all the time. Uh, but I think you have to make an adjustment. Uh, you have to make a concession uh, that if Steele's out there and Joey Bosa's across from, you can't let Joey Bosa ruin this kid uh, that came into the league as an undrafted rookie. Now, he started 14 games last year. I think he made great strides in the offseason. I pointed out yesterday uh, that he was one of the 10 guys that uh, won the workout award in the offseason, and if you look at what happened during training camp, he was playing both sides. He started on the right. He ended up on the left as the backup. Uh, so to me, that to me that tells me that they had more confidence in him uh, than the veteran Naseki, who you would think would be for sure can play the right side, but they got to let him work on the left side. Well, they switched that up at towards the end of training camp. So. Uh, from McCarthy's standpoint, he still say we're working on the combination, but it sounds like the combination is Steele and Secchi. And, you know, last week he was on the injury report, by the way, for a day or so, um, and he missed time in training camp. So, to me, it's probably Steele, and then we'll, they'll go from there and see what happens. So now you ask, why won't they move Zach Martin out there? Okay, I'll ask that. Why won't they move Zach Martin out there? And you know I was a a proponent of it, too, right? Yes, you were. Uh, And McCarthy answered that question today, uh, basically saying that with Zach at guard, you know, he can give help to the tackle uh, and and communication-type stuff, and he can help the center, too, who's basically in his first full year of starting. I know he started like four four or five games last year before he got hurt. So this is his sixth NFL start, so, yes. Tyler Biotish. So now you got Zach in the middle there, and you know he can help out there. Uh, and I think so, coming off COVID, you know, he hasn't practiced in more than, well, not 10 practice days, but 10 days uh, since he was on COVID reserve. Uh, and who knows? You may think, well, I better bring him back and put him someplace initially where comfortable with, and then see if we can compensate 
for not having Lyle Collins on the outside uh, by using our tight ends and the running back to help him out in pass protection. Well, if you go back and look at uh, Washington last week, uh, and they had a rookie, Sam Cosme, at right tackle, and, boy, Bosa just flies off the screen at you. I mean, right. you, can, you can tell that he's the guy you got to be worried about. Did they give him help? <coughs> there were times that they did not give him help. That he Paid came, the price. And uh, he, came, he came pretty hard off that edge. Yeah. So... And you know, and they're in a three, they're in a three-four. But if you go three wide receivers, you know, he, or even if he's playing linebacker in that three-four, he's still lining up the line of scrimmage, and you know he's coming, right? Mm. Um, and he's a load. Uh, so yeah, and, I, I just, and they were in a lot of four-man front uh, when you're going with your nickel. three wide receiver set. He's in a four-man front, right. and, and they move him around. But I saw him; he was seemed to be most effective coming from a left defensive end against the rookie right tackle from Texas, Sam Cosme. So oh, so he's going to go up against another tackle that <laughs> not, not played a their college, anymore, but yeah. played his college ball in Texas. That's right, right? Texas that, Tech. Uh, yep. So, so anyway, um, otherwise, as far as practice goes. So we know Randy Gregory has been placed on reserve COVID, so he's not out there, and we'll see where that happens. But again, uh, I can see Everson now. Yeah, Everson has reappeared on the screen. Hey, if he can so, hear us. Hey, he can hear oh, us Oh, he can hear us. I can hear you. All right. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So what's the... What's the deal with Gregory? Is he, is he, he has a, an, an opportunity to play, right? Well, he does it's, have an opportunity to play. It may be really. slim, yeah, but uh, so I think they have to operate now as if you know they're not going to have him. Uh, that means, uh, you know, and McCarthy mentioned it today. More more snaps for Dorrance Armstrong. They'll need him to step up. More snaps for uh, so Terrell have a Basham. Opportunity to play than Zach Martin, correct? Say that again. He will have a better opportunity to play and come off the list than than uh, was it Zach Martin had correct? Oh, oh, you mean then, off the COVID list? Yeah, yeah, last week. Uh, he does, but again, as McCarthy said today, normally when we've had guys test positive, it's been a ten-day period, not a five-day period. So uh, I think going forward, yeah. they have to assume they're not going to have him, uh, which means you know you, you've got at least three guys, you know. I, I mentioned uh, Dorrance Armstrong, uh, Terrell Basham, uh, Bradley and I can play there. I, you know, Brett Urban could probably go out there if they needed him to. Uh, and then, uh, boy, and you better keep Demarcus Lawrence on the field, right? Because now you're starting to get a little thin. Uh, going up against a quarterback, you better get pressure on him. You know, I think there's seems to be like there's this sense of relief out there that, okay, we survived Tom Brady. I know we lost, but it was close. Well, this kid is pretty darn good. You better be careful with him. So we'll see how they, they fill that defensive end spot on the, on the right side. Yeah, Why is it always the right side, the right tackle, the right defensive end? I, I thought D-Law played extremely well in the ball game. Of course, we all bring up that they had no pressures necessarily. They didn't have any sacks, but we know how that goes with Brady. If you don't cover him down the field, then yes, you're going to have issues stopping him from, from throwing the ball on time. But D-Law was all over the field. 
and he was trying to make things happen. You could see there was a sense of urgency in his game, and you could see that he's playing uh, with a healthier body now. You can see that was the whole Demarcus Lawrence in the ball game. I think he'll play pretty well this season. I- I'm predicting right now, like like Barkley says, I guarantee. Uh-oh. I, I guarantee D-Law is going to get two sacks this weekend. We're going to have to write that down. Two sacks write this weekend. Down, baby. Put the memo It's Justin pad. Herbert. Two sacks this Well, he was the one that right. forced that fumble, wasn't he? In, yes. In the game? Yes. And it was a violent uh, yes. Fumble hit, or fumble hit, whatever. <laughs> Forced fumble. Forced fumble, yeah. He punched it out. He punched it out. Yeah, out. yeah. And then one other thing in practice, Donovan Wilson, they held him out, uh, aggravated his groin that had been bothering him uh, prior to the start of the right. season. Uh, so we'll see where that one goes. And Nashawn Wright, for personal reasons, had to miss practice. And to Everson's point about Demarcus Lawrence, okay, we've talked uh, about the Cowboys' issues at right tackle and replacing Lyle Collins. Well, the Chargers have their own issues at right tackle with Brian Bulaga, their starter, who has a back issue. And, in fact, he came out of their opener against uh, Washington. He played 45 plays. They, they had 81 plays on offense. He, he was in there for 45, had to come out of the game. And so and Storm Norton replaced him at right tackle. And so that is basically who oh. Demarcus Lawrence is going to be going up against. It's a push. here. Uh, right, and so uh, so I think that's a great prediction on your part, Everson. Uh, I don't know if Thank if you were aware of the fact that they've got their own issues at I right tackle. Not. I was not, and um, it so didn't matter who was going to be they, out there. D. Law is going to get his number, and they sort of remade their offensive line. And, and Rayshon Slater, uh, first who, round pick for out of Northwestern, who a lot of people uh, around here were thinking that the Cowboys might uh, be interested in taking in the first round. Uh, he's looked really good, uh, and early on in preseason and in their first game also. And did they acquire the center this year or was he there last year? Corey Lindsley, yes, uh, this year. Green Bay. Green paid, Bay, right. Paid a lot of money for uh, to to get him and their right guard as well as an unrestricted free agent signing from Pittsburgh. His name? Matt Feeler. Matt Feeler. Not familiar with him. Familiar with Corey Lindsley, and I'm sure McCarthy is too, right? That's right. And he's familiar with Brian Belaga yeah. as well, of course, yeah. who uh, uh, once upon a time, that's going back 11 years ago, was a first-round draft pick of the Packers. So... So it's not it's not just the Cowboys that are yeah. having problems with their offensive line. Sometimes you got to look at that other side, and uh, so it's it's. I love the matchup of quarterbacks though this yes. week. Yes, Dak versus Justin yes. Herbert, and uh, we'll get into more of that when we come back here on Mix Shots in just a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside of AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous. Great place to watch the game on Sunday afternoon, 325 kickoff, the Cowboys and the Chargers. And I can only imagine what it will be like for the home opener, Monday night football, a week from Monday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mickey stepped out for a second. He's working on some late-breaking news, perhaps, Everson. We shall see. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But uh, Everson, let's... Uh, Mickey's on it. That's right. <laughs> Until uh, Mickey gets back, because I know he wants to talk about the quarterback matchup, let's talk about about the receivers for the Chargers for just a second here and the challenge it presents for the Cowboys uh, DBs going up against a guy like Keenan Allen who is Mm 6'2", bigger guy, and he's averaged 100 100 receptions a season the last four years. And uh, then they also have Mike Williams, a 6'4 target who uh, caught a nice back shoulder touchdown from Herbert against Washington in the season opener. And um, so those, those and factor in Jared Cook, the big tight end as well, who's still going strong at age whatever he is, over over age 30. Uh, and uh, there's some big targets that Herbert has to throw to. Well, you know, I when I when I think of the tight end that you mentioned, you know, he always he always looked like a veteran, even when he was younger with the Saints. <laughs> uh, you know, he always looked like a guy. He reminded me, he runs like Billy Joe Dupree. Yeah, you know, he's right. got that old man right. run, right? But he's got the great hands, if you recall, Green Bay game, right? Am I right? The Green yep. Bay game where he kind of yeah, put him in field up. goal range. Don't bring that up. Oh, my goodness. Don't, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't get, yeah. So uh, that's, that's what this team has uh, a quarterback that throws an extremely catchable ball. Uh, when you look at how he lays it in there, it's like Danny White used to throw it a little bit. He has a little bit more oomph on it, and his timing is a little better. But he is a quarterback that's going to put it in there where it's supposed to be. Now, as a DB, you like those kind of quarterbacks because you know they're going to put it in there. So if you cover the guy, you got yourself a pick because he's going to go on timing. He's going to do a lot like Brady does. But their passing game deals more with a deeper seven-step drop 
than you would see coming from Tampa. Uh, the Cowboys are going to have to deal with, in the secondary, Keenan Allen, who is there, Amari Cooper. This guy's an amazing route runner. You talk about the 100 receptions, four years. That is, I, I can't remember how many people have done that. It's got to only be a handful of people that can say that they've done that. So this team is very accomplished in this passing game. I think if we're going to have any opportunity, we still have to play the way we have to play. Shut down that run. Still got to shut the run down. And I think we, we should take our chances as far as the passing game is concerned. I think we have a few more playmakers in the secondary. I, I like the four turnovers we had. And, yes, the, the fourth one was a Hail Mary, you know, at the end of the half. But we still did well with that. We are, more, we are a more opportunistic defense now. I truly believe that. And I think, uh, I think we're going to – I think we're still going to have problems with the passing game. I'm just worried about make sure we stop that run. And here's what those uh, three receivers we talked about did last week against Washington. Jared Cook had five catches for 56 yards. Mike Williams had eight catches for 82 yards in that touchdown. And Keenan Allen, nine catches for 100 yards. So why did they only yeah. score 20 points? They turned the ball over. Oh. Turn, there, was an inter, there was an interception in the red zone. There was a freaky fumble that should I thought should have been an incomplete pass. Herbert was back to pass, throwing for the left corner of the end zone, got hit, and they ruled it a fumble on the field, and I guess there wasn't enough evidence to uh, show that he still had um, control of the ball as he released it, and so they kept it as a fumble recovered by Washington. Otherwise, uh, so a couple of red zone turnovers is what cost them a lot uh, to keep their score down last week. So speaking of Herbert, I started looking at the um, Chargers release. You want a few mix shots on him? Yeah, an yeah, early mix shot here. Let's go. <laughs> In the past five starts dating back to last season, Justin Herbert has led the Bolts on four game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. In last week's game at Washington, the Chargers converted 14 of 19 third downs. The 14 third down conversions were the most by any team in the last decade in a single game. This is with Herbert at quarterback. Remember, he was offensive AP Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, third down passing touchdowns since the start of the 2020 season. Tied for first place with Tom Brady is Justin Herbert. Third down passing rating, 100 attempts since the start of the 2020 season. Herbert is fifth uh, at 102.5 on third down. And passing yards leaders, first 16 career starts in pro football. Patrick Mahomes threw for 5,100 yards. And second, Justin Herbert, 4,675. So this guy is kind of the real deal. And I thought the thing that Mike McCarthy said about him that stuck out to me, because of the length of their wide receivers, you have to consider their wide receivers always open because you can throw the ball up on them even if they're covered, uh, and they'll come down with the football. So... Just know that while I'm sure everybody out there is kind of going, oh, we almost survived Tom Brady. Well, this guy's pretty darn good, too. Just doesn't have the same experience. 
All right. So how long have we thought that Justin Herbert is this type of quarterback? Well, I know one person that thought about him this well a long time ago. Same person who said a lot of good things about Troy Aikman when he scouted him coming out of UCLA some 32 years ago now? Absolutely. And you think we a can— A Hall of Famer? We can hear Gil that. Gil Brandt. Gil, yes. So here is—this is Gil Brandt from when— 2018 on the Cowboys Legends radio show with two guys named Bill Jones and Mickey Spagnuolo. All right, let's take a listen to what Gil Brandt was saying about Justin Herbert before three he years ever ago, got before drafted. anyone had even heard of Justin Herbert, unless you're an Oregon Duck fan. And I'll tell you what, the best quarterback I've ever seen is a junior at Oregon by the name of Herbert. And the interesting thing about it is he went to school. <laughs> Uh, he, he was not recruited <laughs> by anybody except Mount, Mountain West. He threw two touchdown passes last week uh, with, by Mountain West team, or not Mountain West, Big Sky teams. And his father, his, his father went to Oregon State. His mother went to Oregon State, but his grandfather went to Oregon. And, and it, the grandfather's name was Schwab. He was there in 1963. I remember him. And, and, and this, Charles Schwab. This guy, this guy is, I think, is going to be unbelievable. Justin he, Herbert. Justin Herbert. He's like 6'5", 240 pounds, and he runs about 4'6". Oh, my. Wow. And you know what? After Gil told us that, I remember specifically making a point to go watch uh, an Oregon game when it was on television to see what this guy was all about. And my reaction then, as then, as I was there, oh my, he was pretty darn good. All right, and, and Herbert's grandfather, not Charles Schwab, <laughs> but Rich Schwab, played receiver in Oregon in the 1960s, and that's why Gil remembers him. So Gil scouted him, too, back in the 60s. And uh, Justin Herbert also grew up, according to his Wikipedia page anyway, we can always believe this, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. He grew up a San Diego Chargers fan, (laughs) even though he grew up in in the state of Oregon. Uh, He graduated graduated from Oregon with a degree in biology, and this tells you how smart this Justin Herbert is. He was awarded the 2019 William V. Campbell Trophy, which is considered the academic Heisman. So there you go. So, uh, by the way, and Everson, this is uh, specifically for you, Uh, the reason I was late coming back in, I wanted to go out and see uh, who the interviews were with. They were supposed to be with uh, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Zach Martin, and Demarcus Lawrence. Well, Dorrance Armstrong's coming out for Demarcus Lawrence. And that just kind of mm. raised my antennas of, uh, I don't know. So we need to pay attention to see if it's just he decided not to come out and do that or if something took place in practice. Hmm. Uh-oh, I hope that's not the case. So they're, 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 they, I think they finished the other three interviews and they were waiting for Dorrance Armstrong to come out. It was may have just been a okay, veteran's so decision by could have been. that he wasn't going. He might have looked where today. the he might have looked where the where the cameras and the microphones were set up and goes. No, nah, that's too far for me to walk. Dorrance, it's your turn today. Yeah, you get out there. <laughs> you get out there, young hey, pup. I, I, so this this Justin Herbert guy. First of all, six five. 
Is he 6'5"? He did not look – he doesn't look 6'5 on the field. Was he like 6'7"? <laughs> I, I, he, looks, he, he, looks, he looks smaller. He looks smaller. I've got He him. almost looks a little slight. So I was very – I'm very surprised to hear that from Gil and from you, uh, Spagnola. He is. And the other thing is – Thank, thank God he's young now. Thank God he's young now <laughs> yeah, because he, he does throw, he does throw some errant uh, passes because the guy's full of confidence. You know, talk about how smart he is. I can do so, anything. Yeah, uh, I. Can do anything. Yeah, and he's feeling himself, and he's got that pass happy offense, which is great for him. I'm sure that's why he likes San Diego. He probably has some memories of Fouts or somebody, Philip Rivers, out there chunking that rock in the backfield. I mean, that's kind of a quarterback's dream, and he probably knows he's got the same intellect as those two previous guys I just well, mentioned. Well, actually, on he their will throw it in there. On their roster, he isn't six five. He's six six. And uh, from the uh, from the scouting combine, he oh measured God. the scouting combine official measurement for Justin Herbert. Not only six six, he's six six and a quarter. <laughs> two hundred two hundred thirty six wow. pounds. Wow! Wow! That he does not look that big. He Do you think he he big. plays hunched wow. over or something? He doesn't stand up tall <laughs> well, in the pocket. He, he, I, I would. If I saw him, I if I really thought he was around Danucci's size. I'm not oh my! Lie. I thought he was around Danucci. That's a half. I, I, that's but that's just me. I obviously, I was a, I was very wrong. He's it a half foot wrong. taller. <laughs> <laughs> And he can move. Uh, he can yes. move like Danucci. Um, and you know the thing he ran a he ran a four six eight at the combine. That's pretty good when you're six mm-hmm. six. That's faster than me. Yep. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> what do you run? At, what do you run at Grambling's pro day? They had the. Well, see, first of all, let's let's clarify some things. Grambling has. No grass or turf. We had sand, okay? <laughs> Red dirt and sand. So they said I ran a 474, and I felt good about that until they told me what the number was. I think probably my best 40 on the reel was probably a 46, you know, as far as being timed. Now, on so, the field, there's a whole different thing, but timed is by the 46. You know, that was the problem with Jerry Rice when he ran his 40 at Mississippi Valley State. The, the, no grass, probably. We don't have the greatest facilities, yes. man. Come yeah. on. They're we not running on. We got red dirt all over the place. They're not running on <laughs> turf inside, right, in a sterile atmosphere. So they probably measured it oh, off we, wrong. We have Everson. to go out to the pavement. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Everson, it probably, you probably ran 42 yards instead of 40. Probably. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the scouts' fault. They measure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh huh. So, and I. Um, trying to remember if it was McCarthy or uh, Quinn. Oh, I think it was Quinn talking about uh, Herbert. And he said that, he, you know, he's very mobile. And when he gets outside the pocket, he's not getting outside the pocket to run. He keeps his eyes down the field and he's looking to throw the ball. So he's basically extending plays. And, and, and he said, you know, there, there's two parts to this. You know, if he's in the pocket, you know, you can count one, two, three. You hope the ball's out. But when he starts to move, you may have to play that play for seven seconds. You've got to stay with your receivers because he doesn't really want to run. If he has to, he will. But he wants to throw the ball down the field. And he did Let's run. Let's face it, guys. Go ahead, Everson. When you start, when you start, 
when you start talking about the quarterbacks that we're going up against this year, Justin Herbert is just as typical as the ones we're going to see all season for the most part. Everybody's throwing for over 300 yards. You just might as well get ready for that. It's going to be a pass-happy year, more so now than ever, I believe, especially from what we've seen this past weekend. And the other thing is you've got uh, a secondary that you have to depend on to still make plays. You're going to give them up. But the only thing that's going to stop these 300-yard passers is you have to offset those big plays that they're going to have offensively with turnovers of, of your own. We showed that in this last game. It kept us in the game, and it's going to have to keep us in every game this season because the yards are going to come. That's okay. That's the league now. Don't worry about that. Make sure you not don't get frustrated, and you got to get yours. Exactly. And, and, and to echo what you just said, so I just counted it up, uh, 11 quarterbacks this first week threw for at least 300 yards, 11 of them. And as we said yesterday, 16 teams scored 27 points or more. So in this league, it's a passing league. I bet all these other teams aren't sitting there asking their head coach, uh, about balance, right? You think anybody asked John Gruden about balance because Carr threw for 435 right. yards? Coach, don't you need some balance? Balance this. <laughs> Mickey, when we come back here on Mixed Shots, I want you to have the number of how many quarterbacks threw the ball 45 or more times this in week one of the season. Have that number for us when we come back on Mixed Shots in just a moment. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. 
I said I had the rate that I realized it. Yes, I'm, on the wrong, to turn the page. I'm, I'm on the wrong day. All right. So I'm going to go with Wednesday. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who's a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. And here's a bonus read for you, Mickey. Cowboys Nation, it's football season, and that means it's time for all new gear. Just head to the Pro Shop, your official store of Cowboys Nation, and score classics like your favorite player jerseys, tees, and hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories. The Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop. Dot DallasCowboys.com. I should have told you there was a two-page uh, deal right <laughs> well, there. And the second after read After the of, first break, today, I read Miller Lighthouse, and then I just realized, oh, that was for Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to double up for Wednesday. See, they tried to make us versatile now. That's right. right. We got different reads I for just, every day of the week. That's right. All right. So there you go. I'll make sure I circle them. Okay. I did my... Homework assignment that okay. Bill Jones gave me, which was? How many quarterbacks in the National Football League in week one threw 45 or more passes? Oh, I thought you asked for 40. Well, we can go 40. Let me give you 40. Okay. Eight. Okay. And of those eight, six of them threw 50 or more. Okay, my question then was how many score threw 50 or more? Yeah. Now, Six. Herbert threw 47 yes. in a winning performance. And I also looked up how many um, – well, I, that, that can't be right. Because, well, you know what? The ones that threw uh, 40 or more – You got uh, It was 47 or more. Okay. There so you there go. There was a 47, 49, that, and the other ones were 50. Okay. So, yeah. Which was my point. 45 or more. So 47 or more, there were eight quarterbacks. Do you happen to – can you read them off for me? I can't. You want 47 or more? 47 or more, yeah. So 49, Kirk Cousins. Okay, they lost in overtime. Right. 0-1. Trying to catch up. Prescott, 58. Lost a close game, two-point game, 0-2. Brady, 50. They won, so that's 1-2. Goff, 57. 57 for Goff? They came back. They were down 41-16. Came back and made it. So that's 1-3. Carr, 56. They won a close game, 2-3. Herbert, 47. They won a close game, 3-3. Three and three. Allen, Buffalo. They Buffalo uh, got beat by Pittsburgh, 3-4. and four. And then, um, well, where's Brady? Brady was 50, yeah, you right? said I yeah, did you say said Brady. Brady. And then uh, Lawrence, Jacksonville, 51. Okay, so they were 3-5. and five. Yeah. The quarterbacks who threw that many. My point on that was, I think, What we're finding here, and Everson talked about it earlier in the show, and you've talked about it too, and some of this is fairly obvious, just the way the game has evolved, but it even seems like it's evolving even more towards throwing the football. It's in the DNA of so many offensive coordinators in this league to throw the ball. 
and uh, and with the talent on hand and the uh, the abilities that I mean, you just look at the draft every year and how many receivers there are in the draft that the college game is producing. Um, it's it's just more and more. Uh, it's a pass happy league, and we only have five players who rushed for at least a hundred yards, just five. Um, so Harris, New England. Damian Harris did. Is that Damian Harris? Okay. He also fumbled. Uh, Gord- a costly fumble. Gordon for Denver. Melvin Gordon. He had a seventy-yard run that one, got him one hundred one. So yeah. So he has t- t- eleven carries for one hundred one. And went for seventy. He had seventy. So he had uh, ten carries for thirty-one. And, and then it, and then a seventy-yarder. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell, San Francisco. Elijah Mitchell. I like him. He's a rookie out of La Tech, I think, and or one of the Louisiana schools. I really liked him coming out in the draft. 104 yards. Uh, Montgomery, Chicago. And, and one of the reasons that he rushed for so much, Mitchell did, is they lost Mostert in that game. Right, they did. And then they got off to a pretty big lead, didn't they, if it, I remember yes, correctly? They did. So yes. they're probably grinding at the end. Yep. Montgomery, 16 carries, 108 for the Bears. And Mixon in overtime, Cincinnati. And that went all the way 10 minutes of overtime, Mm -hmm. if I remember. 29 carries for 127 yards. So the guy that had the best, you know, per carry average uh, ended up being Gordon Gordon at Denver, 9.2, but it was one run. So, yeah. So it wasn't like people were just grinding away uh, running the football. But I do think, and Parcells talked about this a lot, to wait until you get into November and December yes, yes. and you get bad weather and so forth, and, and teams will run it more. I think every year in September you're gonna, there's, there's going to be more throwing that's going on. Uh, and the game dictates it a lot. But I thought what was remarkable about the Cowboys-Tampa Bay game and what the Cowboys did, it wasn't like they came to the line of scrimmage and said, we're going to throw it yes. 58 times. Right. It is They saw what the defense was giving them, basically, and Dak took what the defense was giving them. You know, the other thing, um, I'm trying to see the number. Mike threw it out today. He was saying, and and some of uh, the runs that we could have had, and this wasn't in reference to what Kellen Moore said yesterday, but he said there was, there was a few RPOs where they could have ran it, but Dak chose to uh, pull it back and, and, and throw the ball. Uh, so it's like they had those there, and that kind of went up to how many times they ended up running the football. But uh, all told, it's you need uh, receiving cores like these teams have, and you need quarterbacks like these teams have. And that's what I love about this matchup, the Cowboys and the Chargers this week, because even though the Cowboys are down Michael Gallup, with Amari Cooper and with C.D. Lamb and what, with what the tight ends can do catching the ball, what the running backs can do catching the ball out of the backfield, there's still plenty of weapons for Dak to do what he wants to do in this game. I think what uh, McCarthy's quote was, if you throw the ball 50 times, but 15 of them are RPOs, so it kind of distorts how many times you actually were calling run plays. They want to run the ball. They want to give Zeke the ball. And I thought it was, I don't remember if I said it yesterday, I thought it was remarkable that even though Zeke wasn't, they weren't feeding him, he was doing his job picking up blitzes and, and blocking uh, in the pass game. Well, here's the deal, I think, on running the ball, where it factored into that game the other day. 
is when you, especially in that circumstance, when Tom Brady is the quarterback on the other side, you have the football in the final two minutes. You want to be able to move the chains, to be able to have the football at the end, kicking your field goal to win the game and not allow Tom Brady back on on the field. And in order to do that, you have to be able to run the football right. because because the way the defense is going to play you, they're doing everything they can to keep you from getting that first down in the passing game. And if you have, if you haven't established the fact that you can run it, um, then your chances of uh, converting are not great. And you can just like the, in the Cowboys case, they had a holding penalty that set them behind the chains. Uh, you typically, if you're able to run the ball three, four yards, five yards at a clip. Uh, you're not going to have penalties, and you're going to be in third and two rather than third and ten. So, and, and and remember when they got the ball back at 4:52 in the fourth quarter against New England against Tampa Bay, uh, they're behind, right? So in your mind, you're thinking, okay, we got to go, and and probably got to score a touchdown. We're not trying to just drain the clock. But and but kick once a field they goal. but once CD made the play, the thirty-one yarder that got him into the field into field goal range with uh, two minutes. It was the first play of the final two minutes, so it was a minute fifty-five to play at that point. Now you can manage things. Now you need to get that first down. You need to for them to um, use their timeouts. Tampa Bay, and then get your first down where you can now bleed the clock all the way down. And the Cowboys weren't able to do that. Right, and here's what happened. So the first play, they ran Zeke, right? Uh, He got one yard. And and they're at the 10, so now you got to go 90 yards to try to score a touchdown on that drive, okay? They got to second and 10 at their own 38, and he hits a 23-yard pass to C.D. Lamb. And the Cowboys get called for holding, which was that was the one on Tyron Smith that I think they said uh, Collinsworth said on t- TV. He goes, "Whoa, that was kind of picky." So now you're second and twenty at the twenty-six. Well, okay, you pass, you pass. They got the f- second and ten uh, after they got the first down, the play you were talking about to C.D. Lamb, and they ran Zeke for four yards. Uh, okay, they they had an incomplete pass first. Right, right. Yeah. And then they ran Zeke for four yards. Uh, and then the short pass to Zeke again, uh, n- no gain, but that's almost like a run. And on that play, they got called for holding, right? It's Connor Williams. So now you're third and 16. Well, you're passing, right? Right. And unfortunately, they only ended up with 10 yards, and then they had to kick the field goal. So what, what I would have liked – once they got to the 34, I would have liked to have run it on first down, and it was an incomplete pass. So run both both, both those times, plays. yeah. Where if you can, you know, even if you just get two yards on first down and you're second and eight, and then if you can get four and make it third and four, and now the defense doesn't know whether you can run it or passing it because then then you're in a position if you even get it down to fourth and one, now you can make the decision whether you want to go for it because they've used their timeouts. Whether you want to go for it, and you know, people had talked about fourth and six at the thirty. Well, I would have just gone for it anyway, you know, because yeah, you knew Brady with a yeah, minute twenty-four yeah, left. Yeah, but fourth and one, you can make that decision whether you whether you're going to go for so it. So, kind of where where it it, it it sort of messed up, uh, you know, had they not gotten that holding penalty, right? Right. Uh, and even though it was no gain, you're at the thirty now. Again, think about this. Your kicker is already missed from 31 and 33. 
how much faith did you have in him when he signed? He lined up for a 48-yard field goal if you're at the 30, right? You're thinking, oh, I better get this closer. And, and so there was, there was more to think about than just draining the clock. It was like, can I get my kicker if I don't yeah. get the first down comfortable? At, at that point, when you're third and 16 at the 40, you got to get it to the 30 to try a 48-yard right. field goal. And that's where they which were, they did. which right. they were there until they got the holding penalty. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, you know, you, when you look back at it, yeah, you should have ran the ball more and you would have drained more time off the clock, but you needed to kick a field goal and you needed your field goal kicker to be comfortable. And I don't know that he was comfortable, and that's why a lot of people are sitting there going, fourth and six, oh, you got to go and, for it. And for that matter, at this point in the season, you don't have confidence that you can run the ball down there, okay? Especially against that defense, which was the number one right run defense in the league last year. So it matters who you're playing against, also. Uh, and and I also think. You see this even with really good offensive lines. Sometimes it takes a month into the season before the run blocking is is really clicking for these teams. And Sometimes. they didn't have these guys all together through all of training right. camp, right? It was right. kind of patchwork, right? You know. So. so yeah, and so that was really the first game those five played together. And now those five, oh no, they didn't even work together, right? Because you, you Zach Martin was missing. That's right. And now they'll yeah. have Lil Collins missing. Zach's back. Dak's back. So you'd have to go back sometime in the 2019 season to, and, and you had Travis Frederick then. And so they've, this offensive line has never played together. Right. <laughs> this, this, this is not your 10 year old's offensive line. Uh, that's right. Okay? All right. That does it uh, for mixed shots for this Wednesday. And uh, Everson hopefully will be joining us from a remote location again uh, tomorrow. And for Mickey Spagnola, I'm Bill Jones. We'll chat at you again tomorrow at 1 30. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!